This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. This afternoon's saying of Jesus is obviously taken from John chapter 14 that we just read together and verse 6. The whole of which reads, Jesus said to him, that's to Thomas, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Or as it says in the authorised version, just as correctly, but by me. It's a fundamental Bible doctrine which needs to be viewed in the light of all that is said in chapters 14 through to 16 and in particular the first 11 verses of this chapter 14 that we've read together. We need to open out verses 1 to 11 in some detail to fully appreciate what Jesus is saying here. Firstly, though, I'm going to do things, perhaps we might say, the other way round. Let's put the whole thing in a nutshell. Let's try and say it simply before we go into any detail. And remember that it's Jesus who is speaking, and he's speaking to his disciples. And he says to them, Don't be troubled because I'm going away. You believe in God and can and must also believe in me. The Father and I are one in plan and in purpose. And the works that you've seen me do, the works that you've seen me do over the last three and a half years, prove this. I am going away to prepare a place for you and I'm coming back for you you must you must know and believe that I am the way the truth and the life he is the way it comes from the Greek hodos which means road or journey he's saying I am the road I am the journey that you should travel on I am the truth from the Greek aletheia I think John 17 and verse 7 sums it up when he says God's word is truth that's what truth is God's word is truth I am the life from the Greek zoe which means motion or activity in Greek literature the word zoe is sometimes quoted as the opposite of death so to continue with what Jesus was saying to Thomas and to the rest he's saying to them if you want to find God and ultimately life eternal in his kingdom then the only road to journey down is with me because I speak God's word of truth and this leads to an active life motion motion as opposed to death he's really talking about eternal life the following was written 150 years or so ago by John Thomas 
uh, about the same thing about the same thing he wrote that the word he called it the logos the word became flesh and after resurrection flesh became spirit Jesus became the holy and the true one the spirit is holiness and truth but before he was perfected by spirit he said Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me and his reason he was in the father and the father was in him he is the way Jesus anointed the truth Christ our life and therefore the life the only life to pursue perhaps a little bit more of a complicated way of putting it but not to worry all will become clear I hope as we now look at John chapter 14 verses 1 to 11 in a little bit more detail now following the events of the last supper Jesus informed his disciples that very soon he would be leaving them they were troubled and perplexed unable to grasp anything about the ordeal that faced him his words to them were words of real comfort let's just read together slowly verses 1 to 4 again of this chapter 14 Jesus speaking to his disciples says let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also and where I go you know and the way you know words words of assurance words of counsel don't be afraid don't be troubled have faith have faith in God in him have strength and faith God and Christ coupled together it's words carrying the authority of the almighty and in the coming weeks and months and years they would be required to take his message to the world so they would need courage real courage and his message was primarily about the future the ultimate kingdom the cessation of evil and sin in all of its guises and he talks of the father's house of my father's house we remember that previously he had cleared the temple of traders of money changers stating make not my father's house a house of merchandise numerous references to the temple past and possibly and probably future are found in the old testament just listen to what it says in the psalms 
For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. That's Psalm 84. We read of the Gentiles coming year on year to bring sacrifices and to worship at God's temple during the millennial reign. Listen to what it says in Isaiah. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my Father's house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. That's Isaiah 56. In Psalm 27 it says, One thing I have desired of Yahweh, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of Yahweh all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of Yahweh. And that word beauty means delightfulness, to behold the delightfulness of Yahweh and to inquire in his temple. And we're all, all of us, more than familiar with Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever, forever for length of days. Isaiah says, Heaven was God's throne, and the earth his footstool. God provides all the materials for man's earthly temples. And yet we read words from Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 7 who said that God does not dwell in temples made with hands. Man's hands, that is. No. No. It is man's aspirations, his motives and his desires that God can be well pleased with. Listen to Isaiah in chapter 66 where it says thus says Yahweh heaven is my throne and the earth my footstool where is the place that you will build me and where is the place of my rest for all those things my hand has made and all those things exist says Yahweh but on this one will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word it's the willingness to contribute in all aspects of spirituality as seen in Exodus 25 when all the people brought their jewellery and all their finery to help with the building of the tabernacle with such attitudes, God is well pleased. Again, listen to Isaiah in the 57th chapter. For thus says the high and lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Jesus was the Word made flesh 
who tabernacled amongst us, who revealed the Father, the Father who dwelt in him. John 2 and verse 21 says, But he, Jesus, was speaking of the temple of his body. And in Hebrews 8 and verse 2, it calls Jesus a minister, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. Revelation 3 and verse 12 says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God the new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God and I will write on him my new name under God's direction Jesus is the master builder he is the maker of the house the message to Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3 quotes Isaiah and he will become a glorious throne to his father's house. 1 Peter 2 and verse 5 says you also as living stones are built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood. And Ephesians 2 and verse 20 to 22 makes it quite clear when it says having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple to the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit Paul says to the Corinthians and this really sums up all these quotations that I've been giving he says to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9 you are God's building speaking to the Corinthians you are God's building the mansions are abiding places and in verse 23 of that chapter 14 we read together Jesus says if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him Jesus and his father will make their abode with such men and women who love him and keep his words the building quite simply is not made of bricks and mortar we've got to get rid of the bricks and mortar mentality it comprises of men and women who will ultimately constitute the redeemed they will have God and Christ as part of themselves if we are Christ's then we belong to God and it was all tied up with his going away going away to work on their behalf 
He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And whilst it was necessary for him to go away, his assurance was his return. His return to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Really thinking about it, these are momentous words. Jesus was going to the Father. He would be given eternal life. And he was promising the same to them. Approved, forgiven, made like him in nature. To live forever in the Father's house. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. He had told them of his purpose. And the way, the way was the mode of life that they had seen in him. If they knew him, they knew the way. But Thomas speaks up and says, Lord, we don't know. Because they only thought in terms of the existing temple and being free from the Romans. Unfortunately, they had the bricks and mortar mentality. But then the kernel, the crux of the whole matter, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way the only way that the separation between God and man could be bridged was through him his obedient life and his voluntary death his perfect holiness was the only qualification for the offering of himself there is no other way no other way to the father accept him or remain apart The arrangements in the tabernacle had to be exactly as God prescribed. No shortcuts or deviation whatsoever. And we could go into great detail. But let the words of Hebrews 10 make the matter crystal clear. And it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh Jesus alone Jesus alone is the way and by means of the rent veil man mankind we can come near to God it's interesting to note that the first century Churches, ecclesia, the brethren, the doctrine, the lifestyle became known as the way. Demetrius caused trouble concerning the way. The Jews spoke evil of the way. Saul of Tarsus persecuted those of the way. And the governor Felix had knowledge concerning the way Jesus led Paul to worship God 
according to the way. And slightly different, Peter refers to the way of the truth. As Jesus also said that he was the truth. What did he mean? Well, just turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. It's the only one I'm going to ask you to turn up. I thought we'd turn one up. It'd just stop people falling asleep. Ephesians chapter 4. And verse 20. It says, But you have not so learned Christ... If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. We also read in John that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus is Emmanuel God with us. In Matthew chapter 1 and in John chapter 1 he is the word made flesh. He is truly both son of man through his mother but also uniquely the son of God and because of this able to gain access for us to almighty God El Shaddai the supreme creator of heaven and earth and all things the absolute creator we are clearly told that the word was with God when he wants something done it is done no one can say to God don't do that no don't do that what do we read in Hebrews by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things that are seen were not made of things that are, not, that are visible and in Psalm 33 it says by the word of Yahweh were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth to the Hebrew mind the truth was anything but academic truth can be unpleasant but not to the Hebrew mind truth was all about almighty God his character and his actions and the truth about God to the Hebrew was that his purpose is to triumph over evil in all of its guises truth 
is much, much, much more than knowledge. It expresses itself in action. We are told by John to do the truth. As the truth is in Jesus, tells us that he reveals God's character. He is of the truth. Isaiah 65, so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. This speaks of the Messiahship confirmed in Revelation where he refers to himself as he that is holy, he that is true. Jesus also said that he was the life, consequential from being the way and the truth. He is the life. God's purpose is to eradicate sin and death completely and to people this earth with men and women who will live forever to divine standards. I am the life through death and resurrection. He made it possible for those who desire it to have everlasting life, immortality, the life. Because Jesus anointed was the way, the truth and the life. All men and women could, who could see and accept this and who so desired could come to the Father. Jesus said, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Philip's request in verse 8 shows us that despite everything that they had heard and seen in the three and a half year ministry, they had in fact failed to recognize this fact. Believe me, he says, that I am in the Father and the Father in me. And think on the works that I have done. Talking to them, he says, he that believes will do greater works. And that greater work was to spread the, spread the word of life throughout the whole of the then known world. A recent writer said of Jesus' words to Philip, what we find in verses 8 to 11, and I'm quoting from a recent publication called The Wonder of Forgiveness, that um, I can strongly recommend. He says that those that they refer the these words that they refer to those who live in a state of continual repentance, because through the word they have seen him, and have therefore come to know him. He says this is the language of the repentant. And so we hope that you have seen this afternoon the absolute oneness between Father and Son. And that the Son has made it possible for all of mankind to have access to the Father. 
This ultimately means immortality when God's kingdom is fully established here on earth. Now Jesus says primarily to his disciples here in John chapter 14 but he's also speaking to us and if he's not speaking to us as well we may as well close our Bibles and go home. He says if you love me keep my commandments and he's primarily talking about the commandment that we should love one another and all the implications that that holds. If you love me keep my commandments a little while longer and the world will see me no more but you will see me and because I live you will live also at that day you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him there is only one way to gain access to the father to almighty God and that is through his only begotten son Christ Jesus who for us is the way the truth and the life Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Mm-hmm.